Well, we begin tonight with what was a bruising beginning for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. The first debate, unofficial, but it was the first time that five of the six candidates, uh, Patrick Brown, was not there. Uh, but for the first time, they were in Ottawa as part of the Canada Strong and Free Network Conference having a debate tonight. And we really got to see what the tone of this leadership race might be like. And it was a real dust-up. I dare say to use that old term about hockey, I turned into a brawl and a debate broke out at one point. Um, it was tense, certainly between the perceived frontrunners, obviously Pierre Poliev and Jean Charest. And they went after each other quickly. So the candidates, Dean Acheson, Roman Baber, Jean Charest, Leslie Lewis, and Pierre Poliev, no Patrick Brown. Again, it was a spirited affair from the outset. Here's Pierre Poliev going after Jean Charest. Now, Mr. Charest learned about the trucker convoy on CBC, like other liberals. And he misrepresented them. Uh, he believes that I should be censored. He believes I should be cancelled from this leadership race and disqualified, in his words, because I don't share his liberal viewpoint. That is the kind of cancel culture and censorship you would expect from Justin Trudeau, but instead we're getting it from this liberal on this stage. <laughs> and frankly, Mr. Charest, for you to talk about law and order is a little bit rich given that your party, your liberal party, took a half million dollars of illegal donations when you were the head of that party. The average trucker has more integrity in his pinky finger than you had in your entire scandal-plagued liberal cabinet. Yeah, it was that kind of debate. Here's what Jean Charest had to say. In this room tonight is Preston Manning, who called before this debate that we act respectfully in the view of uniting the party after the leadership race. Well, so much for that, Pierre. And on, on the Hill, I agree with Scott. This mess that we witnessed is the fault of Mr. Thank Trudeau. But you. Mr. Poliev, during that period, supported an illegal blockade. Mr. You cannot Mr. make laws and break Mr. laws Shrey. and then say I will make laws for other people. No, I'm sorry, but that is a question of basic no. foundation Thank and principle in my life. Yeah, it was that kind of debate. You could tell the crowd was a bit pro-Pierre Poliev there as uh, Jean Charest was actually booed for criticizing his attendance of the trucker convoy. Well, joining me now to talk about this is Nick Taylor-Vasey. He's a journalist with Politico in Ottawa. Nick, thanks so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. So I didn't really know what to expect tuning in. You thought, okay, it's it's what used to be called the Manning Conference, so maybe it'll be a polite affair. Uh, <laughs> it was anything but polite. Yeah, I think going in, you knew that you could be reasonably sure that uh, Jean Charest was going to attack Pierre Polyev because he has spent a couple of months attacking him on social media. And you were pretty darn sure that Pierre Polyev was going to attack Jean Charest because he's been doing that for a long time. And uh, and Pierre Polyev uh, gets off the zinger like, like, like no one else in this race. And that's what happened. And they argued with each other on stage while your listeners just heard the the biggest ones. Um, and it was uh, that overshadowed, I think, a, a lot of the rest of the, the conversation between the five candidates up there. But um, but there was still a lot of action on, on either side of them, too. Yeah, I did get the impression, cut through some of the insults and some of the fighting, they pretty much did all kind of, well, especially the front, Charest and Poliev, did pretty much stake their claim. They pretty much marked their ter territory during that debate. What Did you get that impression as well? Absolutely. It's I, You know, I think what's interesting is they all agreed about one thing pretty close to the top of the debate, and that was 
that the Conservative Party in the last campaign wasn't conservative enough. Aaron O'Toole's uh, brand of, of conservatism, as expressed in the party's platform, just didn't do it, which is probably obvious to any Conservative Party member who voted for for that platform because not nearly enough of their fellow Canadians did the same. Um, but they all came at it from different angles. You know, a couple of the candidates said that uh, Canadians didn't quite know who Conservatives were because there were a couple of pretty notable flip-flops. Uh, a couple of others said that they've just got to get back to core principles, economic freedom, um, supporting growth and letting families be the families they want to be, that kind of stuff. And um, But they all generally agreed about the same the, the, the same thrust of this, which is we need to be more conservative next time. Um, but then that's probably the only thing they agree about really for the rest of the 90 minutes. <laughs> Actually, I think we have that clip from Roman Baber. I think that was his quote when asked, all the candidates were asked, what went wrong or what has gone wrong three elections in a row, including the last election? Let's hear from Roman Baber. We lost the last two elections because many Canadians weren't sure where we stand. We should not be running to the right during leadership and running to the left uh, during the general. There's Roman Baber, one of the five uh, candidates for leadership who was there today. Patrick Brown was not there. We can talk about that in a minute. So did you get the impression that that there was a clear vision from these candidates about where the Conservative Party could go? Certainly, we we saw some divisions up there. It was about uniting the party. Um, that wasn't, at least there were very, two very different visions of the future of the party on stage tonight. Yeah, I mean, Pierre Polyev's vision has been clear since the beginning. He, arguably, since he was 20 years old, <laughs> you know, two decades ago, um, he's all about freedom. He's about economic freedom. He's about uh, freedom for, you know, freedom of religion. He's about uh, freedom for uh, people of color and, and women who, who might be able to feel marginalized and freedom from um, you know, the control of a government trying to tell them how to act or, you know, he, he's, he's the freedom candidate. Uh, and, and so his, his, his stump speech and the slogans that he rhymed off tonight are, uh, you know, I think a lot of people probably left remembering them, memorizing them because they were, um, they're just, he's, that's his game. Um, and then you have Scott Aitchison, cause and I don't think we're going to spend too much time talking about him, uh, this evening, but he, his vision is much, much different. Um, he's the he's the dialogue candidate. He's the collaboration candidate. He's the candidate who says, "Guys, we're all fighting up here right now." I'm t- two minutes ago, I was talking about how we have to come together, and now you're proving me right. That you know, what are we doing in this room? You're all tearing each other to pieces. Meanwhile, the liberals are probably hitting record, and they're going to throw this back at us at the next campaign. And so, those I, I think are the, the the one with the hardest edge, and that's Polyev, and one with the softest edge, and that's Aitchison. Certainly, uh, we have another clip coming here of Polyev and Shere over Shere's involvement with Huawei, which you get the impression is going to be because they didn't talk about foreign policy or, or foreign anything during this debate, mostly, except really in this one, which is essentially to paint uh, Jean Shere as having worked for, of course, the Chinese telecom company that's been banned in four of the Five Eyes countries. Uh, here's Polyev and Shere sparring over that. Mr. Charest, how much money did you get from Huawei when you were working for them, either directly or indirectly? Just the number, please. How much? <laughs> Just the number. Can I? Mr. Charest. Are we talking about the company that Stephen Harper welcomed into Just Canada Just the number, please. How much? 2012. How much, sir? We're not on a student how council much? here, Pierre. How much? Pierre, this is not a student council. Please. How much? 
So, so Nick, do, do you think <laughs> that was quite the clip? That was quite the exchange. And you're right. Uh, Pierre Polyev is a very skilled debater in these forums. Um, do you think Sheree managed to defend himself against some of these accusations, the non-conservative, some of his record stuff tonight? Well, I, I think Sheree kind of walked straight into Polyev's trap a couple of times. And that last clip was, was one example. So anybody who's watched Polyev uh, on a parliamentary committee has heard him talk to witnesses to those committees in a very similar manner. Basically ask a simple question again and again and again until they either answer it or the committee chair suspends the meeting because nothing can get done anymore. And then the next day you go to Pierre Polyev's YouTube page and there's the exchange and it's maybe got some dramatic music behind it. He's really, really effective at that. And I would have thought that Sheree and his campaign would have seen that coming and would not have 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 walked right into it. But Sheree kind of hits back by saying, you know, this isn't student council. And but he, he, when you're in the room, he did look a bit flustered. I mean, I wouldn't say he was out of control. He's Jean Sheree. He's been around the block. He knows how to debate. He's comfortable on that stage. Uh, but, you know, as soon as you saw it, you know that that is going to be on Pierre Polyev's YouTube page, on Facebook, and on Twitter, the how much, how much, how much, because the one thing Sheree didn't do was provide an answer. Of course, he's not going to provide an answer. He probably doesn't even know the dollar total he made working uh, and consulting for, for Huawei, but, but the job is done when, um, when, when, when Polyev even asked the question. And then the other trap um, that he walked into was on the accusation of being a liberal. So uh, that's one of Polyev's favorite barbs to throw at him is that you were a liberal premier and you governed like a liberal and you're just like Justin Trudeau. You all like carbon taxes. You all like gun registries. And then Sheree came just towards the, the sort of end of, of one of these segments. And he said, more or less, can we please for a second, just talk about me being a liberal. And, and so if, if I've ever talked to a, a political strategist about things not to do on a stage, it's repeat your your opponent's attack against you and then try to disprove it because then you're just explaining. And if you're explaining, you're losing. So, yeah, it was not not a, not great for Sharif in those respects, I don't think. No, I, I kept kept getting the feeling that someone in Sherez camp hadn't watched that exchange between Polyev and Mark Carney a while back, uh, which was exactly. a very similar sort of one. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, there was some fighting, though. Le uh, Leslin Lewis, uh, one of the other candidates who's more on the on the uh, social conservative side, did take aim at Polyev as well. And uh, we'll look to see if she managed to uh, to do any damage as well. That's after this. I still don't know where these gentlemen stand on this issue. I don't know whether they're pro-life or pro-choice. And, and the media will hound them. For example, Mr. Pierre Polyev has ran from the media the last few days because he doesn't want to declare whether he's pro-life or pro-choice. As a leader, he is going to have to declare that. He cannot just be a minister of finance if he wants to be a prime minister. He is going to have to deal with social conservative issues, which he has been running from, from this entire campaign. That's Leslyn Lewis, one of the five candidates, the only woman on stage uh, tonight. Um, what do you think of that one, uh, Nick? Is that a, was that a fair attack on her part? Uh, she's, you know, she certainly made a, an interesting point, and she's sort of been she's I guess she's trying to separate herself from Polyev. They're both kind of on the right of the of the spectrum. She's trying to create some space between the two of them. There. Yeah, she's uh, she's basically running against uh, Stephen Harper's record there because what Pierre Polyev has said on this issue is that his government would not legislate uh, introduce any legislation against abortion that would that would 
reopen the debate in any sense at all. So she's she's calling him on it. And so by by extension, she's she's calling nine years of conservative government, uh, calling it out. Um, so it's I mean, it is a fair question, uh, but it does have consequences for, I think, a, a big uh, chunk of the conservative party that was reasonably happy with how Harper governed and how he treated that particular issue. But I think her attack on Polyev uh, on a couple of fronts does reveal that she's not satisfied uh, being the kingmaker, being the candidate who may put someone over the top. Um, Polyev's not attacking her because I don't think he minds if she if her campaign gains a little bit of strength. Um, but she definitely is going for the throat with him. Um, she also went after him for not supporting the Freedom Convoy loudly enough and only doing it when it was convenient for him. So she's trying to score blows that that then either you know take his support uh, away and, and, and claim it, or um, you know impress other conservatives who just see her using him as a bit of a foil to to become impressed with what she has to say. And her campaign has has since the beginning claimed that she's not just the social conservative candidate. She definitely is that, but she has a broader base of support that she's going after. If you weren't uh, an existing supporter of the Canadian Conservative Party, um, Conservative Party of Canada, rather, what do you think you saw tonight? I mean, they really need to expand the party to try to win the next election to some extent. They need to get those 905 votes around Toronto, lower mainland votes, Montreal votes. Charette pointed out they won almost no seats in those areas last time. Do you think anything that was said today will change anyone's mind out there? Or uh, was this really just for the home crowd, this one? I, I think maybe this one was a bit more for the home crowd than the next two official debates will be, um, particularly because Patrick Brown wasn't on the stage tonight, and um, I, I, he will be criticized for that, and, and perhaps rightly so, but it, it did take away from the substance of the night, because he is out there uh, winning over a lot of members, signing up new members. No one knows exactly how many, of course, but, uh, but it's clear that he is going to be a player in this, in this race. Um, and so because he he was not there, it was a little bit like having a federal leaders debate like uh, like happened in, in 2019 where Stephen Harper didn't participate. And so you have three other people arguing with each other, knowing that there's someone else in the room who probably <laughs> is, is going to play a role in that election. And uh, and so it's I think that that's a little bit of a mark, not against the debate, but it's um, it just means that the, there will be more emphasis on the other two. I have about 30 seconds here. Uh, last thoughts on who walked away and who's going to have to change their tactics for the official one. Well, Polyev did what Polyev does. I think he went for his game plan and he executed it. Um, I think Charest, uh probably got off a few lines about Bill 21 that may do well in Quebec. Um, but he, I think, looked a bit flustered and, and just wasn't wasn't the guy leading the room. It was a Polyev room tonight. Nick Taylor Vasey, thank you so much. I look forward, we'll, we'll obviously be talking about this again. There's a, still a long road to go in this race. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me.